Joey. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to... I didn't know which review show to do this for, because y'all can see parts of my body. So I figured we're going to do Pet <laughs> Club. Whatever. The one interview show where I, the lion founder of Writers Cup Studios, just gets to interview both in-house actors for my own stuff, actors I know on a personal level, and people that people are just like, you should interview this person. Why? Today, we're covering some stuff with an actress I've known for two years, where she's been in some stuff that I've written. We have become close friends ever since, to where if I ever fly out to Florida, I already know the one place I'm going to go first is to see this lady and her amazing <laughs> boyfriend. Give it up uh -huh. for Yenny Ann. Hey! Hi, everybody! Now... If you guys do not know Yenny, all I have to say is, what is wrong with you? But on a serious <laughs> note, uh, Yenny has been almost everywhere. She's been in anime, she's been... You've been in a few <laughs> games at this point, right? Yeah. You've been, she's been a couple and of one games. anime. Yeah, one anime, <laughs> a couple of games, and it has her own uh, production line called uh, Vibrantly Cool Productions where she has made a game dub and making her own show that released yesterday at the time of this recording of Coffee with Honey. Yeah. Now that you put it out there in, like, this, uh, in, like, order, I'm like, wow, yeah, I've done a few things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mainly do now um, a lot of radio commercial work, um, as well as just um, some work for China. So <laughs> that's pretty much what I do now. Um, and I'm fully integrated all tears into Coffee with Honey. So, um, I haven't, I don't have too much to show off now. Um, I still audition for things, but it's, it's definitely like, I, I am on Coffee, Coffee with Honey, like, on. And I just noticed my cat's making like a, a little appearance. So it's. Yenian and Maki, which she actually comes out in all of my avatars and all of my uh, Vibrantly Cool Productions logo is actually Maki. So that's her. She just loves the limelight. So. She loves the limelight. <laughs> she does. She does. Um, this is like her, <laughs> her favorite. It's her amazing favorite. Um, if you guys do not know how Cove Club works, um, for normal circumstances when it comes to me and the in-house crew, I mostly let them do the questioning first about whatever show we're covering, where at this time we're going to be gearing up for Lost Tides, and oh boy, when y'all finally hear when Yenny was in that show, y'all going to be like, hold up, this sweet girl right here, she going to be what? Um, I, I I was I was wondering. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm in the Lost Tides for for a little bit, and also another one, right? I forgot yeah, which one. That one doesn't come out till 2021 because that's, that's oh. huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I I really enjoyed um the the little bits that I was in Lost Tide. I I really liked it. Um, as I told you, and I'll tell everybody here. I think uh. He is a really really good writer, and um, there should be more opportunity. For him to like showcase what he does because it's really good. Um, it's sad that I'm not a part of it anymore, but hopefully in the future, if Coffee with Le Honey lets me, I can re you know visit old uh, projects and and see if I can uh, lend my voice again. But um, for the time that I was there, you guys are in for a uh, 
a story. <laughs> a good story. Well, aside from the fact Yanni knows she's welcome back anytime, we love Yanni. Like, you, oh, you, all, you all girl, boo. We love you. Um, <laughs> thing. Uh, for the first question I would probably ask is, well, something I feel like a bunch of people are going to be asking is like the typical thing of an actor. What is like the best place to start for like people that are just being like, you guys seem put together. How do we get stuck? I'm just going to ask this anyway, because it's like the generic thing to get out of the way. I'm sorry, Yanni. No, it's totally fine. Um, funny enough, so before I say anything, for everybody listening, uh, V and I were talking about um, how uh, being a host, you have to, you know, there's a lot of questions that you ask. And this is a question that I actually ask most of the people that I have interviewed beforehand. A lot of people come to me and ask me, you know, like, hey, what is the best way to start this off? And um, my biggest thing, and it's not because I work there, and it's not because, you know, like, I do things for them, but uh, going into Casting Call Club and just uh, creating your profile and just starting to do several auditions, not, you know, if you if you get them, great. If you don't uh, book the audition, it's still a great practice point. Um I started with a USB mic that someone randomly gave to me. I don't even know what it was. I, I don't think it was a Blue Yeti. I think it was like something else. I think it was like a $50 mic. And um, I went before I had a casting call club. I had gone into this Facebook page that I don't think exists anymore. Um, but it was like a voice acting uh, Facebook page. And I put, you know, a little excerpt of me talking and it got some views and then someone aka my mentor tony weiss um he found me and then that's how we started our whole like our whole thing of going into voice acting and he helped me do all my demos and um because of his demos is why i'm in an anime and i've done a lot of things um that i'm very thankful and blessed for but um definitely putting yourself out there is the first step after that it would be um getting into social media and getting into Twitter. Um, I will say this, and I don't know if this was a question coming, but I was talking to V about this. The main things that you should never talk about in Twitter, uh, it was in, our, in my sorority. Uh, every time that we talked to people, we would never talk about boys. We would never talk about booze. We would never talk about the Bible. And we would never talk about politics. And that's the way to do it because, honestly, it works out better that way. So um, I definitely believe that if you get a social media account and you start following a lot of voice actors, interacting in an appropriate way, that doesn't seem like you're just kind of using them to like get, you know, information. Because quite frankly, you can be in 10 TV shows and do 70 radio commercials. But if someone walks in and they have a better voice than you and have absolutely no training, they will still get the job, not you. It's a... Nobody has the answer. Kind of like parenting, there's no book for it. Well, voice acting, there's no book for it because you will get rejected. That's like a part of living as an actor. Um, but yeah, I think those those two are, are really great things. Uh, getting into Casting Call Club, putting yourself out there. Um, and not just in Casting Call Club, there's also um, VAC, there's Discords. Go on those, put yourself out there, create, and then secondly, create your social media accounts, start following people, listening to them, um, trying to, to understand what your niches are, what, what your range is, you know, like, 
things like that. And then also take a third would be to take um, classes. Uh, Casting Call Club has great classes available, VA 101, 201, 301. And um, there's also audio engineering courses, which my mentor, Tony, is a professor for. And I'm even taking audio, um, well, no, video, um, um, video editing course. Yes, yes. So, and not only that, you can find on Twitter, having a social media account, uh, you'll find a bunch of workshops available. My best girlfriend, Sarah, she is doing a marketing class with Christian and it's going well. You know, there's a lot of people out there that can give you really great pointers about how to make yourself, um, how to market yourself better and, and maybe how to have like a higher percentage of grabbing that role. But you will never 100% you know, receive from someone like, uh, it, no one is able to a hundred percent tell you how to book a role because it doesn't exist. There's, um, there's no way to it. You know, you either, you get it or you don't, it could be lady luck or it could just be, you know, um, how you work on your voice or if the casting director wants that, that voice. So I, j I rambled a lot. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. You're fine. Frankly, that kind of just does kill two birds with one stone, because I was like, well, if we're going to cover social media, then all of a sudden, you got it right for me before you even asked it, Yenny. And it's, uh... And then, that's my, how, that's my fault. That's <laughs> get, like, two, or two hosts in the room, it's like, I already can figure where the next question's <laughs> going. I got this, coach. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> um... There was a couple more things on the list... Uh, let's see. Second thing, well, third thing, technically. Uh, for all of the roles that you have done since getting into voiceover work, uh, what are the top three favorites that you've done in recent memory? Oh my god. Well, I think, uh, for sure, being a part of Kimono and Friends was, uh, a top favorite of mine because it's just so different. Um, I, I had never done an anime before and thank you to Marissa Lenti and Sound Cadence. I was able to fly to Texas and, and do, um, my role, which was Campo Flicker. She's a hotel, uh, she's pretty much, uh, is, you know, the hotel manager. So I got to use a lot of my customer service voice and, um, it was a great experience because it was the first time that I have ever really, you know, um done any any type of anime work i have been in a booth before but um never you know for that amount of time and and having someone like really like you know direct me like in person it was just a very experience that i hope to one day you know be able to do again um and then for my second one i think i really enjoyed um I really enjoy it. It's like an ongoing thing and it's doing radio commercials. I work with um, uh, Jeff Moore and uh, More Quality Protections and he sends me a lot of uh, commercials uh, to do and I just love them because he always sends me like really fun ones but I got to do one for GameStop. So I was like, oh my God, like I, this is crazy because I love GameStop. So I was able to do a commercial for, for GameStop in a small city and I was like, this is the coolest thing I could ever possibly possibly do and um i think another one that i really liked a lot um i was an ai for a game oh my god and now i lost it it's at the tip of my tongue and i love that game oh my god 
<laughs> I don't remember what it is. I mean, it's not the tip of my tongue. It's by, uh... Wow. But I will remember, because at some point throughout this interview, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to be like, ah, it's this one. But I was the All Bound Link uh, system, and it was for a very horror uh, game. Um, I don't like horror games. I don't do them a lot. In fact, I only did one before that. Um, and, wow, that's a really nice car. Um, um, this one, uh, was, uh, definitely different because I've never done an AI before. And it was really, really cool. And when I remember the name of the game, because I'm obviously, like, out of it, I will let you know. It's early. I just want everyone to know that Vienna, it's 10 a.m., okay? I'm still in bed at this point. So, um, but I'll remember. I know it is. Anyways, next question. <laughs> I feel so bad right now. I need to, I need to look for this. I can't believe I don't remember. And it's like one of my top three. I always talk about this game and now it's at the tip of my tongue and I don't know what it is. But, um, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's my life. I, I never know anything. Sometimes, like, especially when I'm placed, like, like, like when someone like uh, is directly asking me a question, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like I just forget everything I say. I forget everything I do, and and no, now now it's now it's now it's on. Now I need to know what it is because, for heaven's sakes, the subject. I was like, science, wow. S- simpler, and I'm like the subject. Okay, the subject. Yes. Um. The subject is a horror game, and I was all about links. It is one of my favorite roles that I played. I am so sorry, Brian, that I forgot <laughs> if you're watching this. Um, but um, yeah, the subject. It was a really cool um, game and, and super scary. Like, he's like, hey, do you want like a, a link to the, you know, like for the Steam or whatever, like a key? And I'm like, you know, no, <laughs> but enjoy it. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't play those. No, absolutely not. That's not. Then I won't go to sleep for like a while. Because it's like one of those where like it just like jumps at you and it's like ah, like that. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so it's, okay. it's okay. We all have those moments of like, God, what, what were we in again? Ugh. It was a long time ago, too. It was like, I think a year and a half ago already or like two. So that's why like I'm like... That was when, and I got that role being in, in my old house, in my parents' house, and um, I was surrounded by blankets inside a little closet that I think was, like, about the size of my desk, if not smaller. And um, and I was, like, in there, and then that's where I did the, you know, the all-bound all link system uh, voice, and yeah. It was, it was a good time. Oh, also, fourth, Agus M. It's a game that I was in, and I got to voice the trailer, and it was pretty cool. So, yeah. That's it. That's it, yeah. That's how you know that Yenny is pumped. She's just all, like, happy and jittery, just like, ooh, I can't wait to talk about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh it's it's fun, it's fun. It's also the Leo in me. I'm like, yes, yes, ask me more questions. <laughs> oh, yes. 
give me more questions, more need to answer. <laughs> um, the next thing I have on this list, I actually had to talk to one of my childhood friends, Nick, about questions to ask certain VAs, and then we actually made like 30 questions to ask for you. I was like, I don't think Annie has time for 30 questions. <laughs> I mean, you have you have a while, so yeah, let's let's see how much we can do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, next question on the list, um, what are some projects you're excited to hear yourself in, in, like, the next three years? Um, so obviously, uh, I'm not under any NDA, um, actually, no, I am under one, but, uh, it already came out, and that's a project that's coming out, and I'm really excited about, it's, uh, the mechanical world of Dr. Gearbox, and um, I play the playable character, so pretty much I only do like grunts and stuff, like hey, ha, ha. and it's um, and I do for both male and female character. Um, and I really like that sh uh, that movie. It's movie. Oh my god, game. Um, <laughs> that game because it's uh, definitely something that's different than what I've seen. And I love that because that's what I tried to do with Coffee with Honey in, in the sense of like diversity. Um, the mechanical world of Dr. Gearbox has so many different types of character plays. You know, like you can um, pretty much make your character into anything like there and there's even you know like disabled characters so you like you you can your character can have a wheelchair or have a prosthetic and um the the people that are doing this they're so so good um thank you to christian o'boyle for giving me the opportunity to go ahead and audition for these roles and and book them um i'm very excited to see how it goes uh that team deserves so much because they're really uh showing kids of all be a part of a game and um i think that's very very beautiful so that's that's one of them that i'm really excited about as for anything else i mean like i said before in the beginning of this interview i haven't really been auditioning a lot just because i've been focusing on coffee with honey um and that's pretty much what i'm most excited about uh is seeing it you know unravel and seeing how my writing and everything is going um thank you so much for the review that you did for me um my writing team is one which is me <laughs> um but uh hopefully you know as the go by depending on how people feel about it you know like maybe i can bring someone else into the writing team um erica is an amazing artist and she's done such a great work um, and helping me bring Miami to life and all the characters and stuff like that. So really, that's another one. And then I mean, like, it, I, I've been auditioning roles here and there. Um, I can't talk about them. But um, God willing, let's see if I book one of them. And yeah, we'll have something to talk about in a year. <laughs> As I was just raising my hand, like, I, I could be one of your writers. But you see, I'm, I'm always... um. I have Miami everywhere. This is for, uh, we had Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl here last year, before the corona. So. Oh, yeah. Everyone was getting yeah. there. <laughs> I, was, um, I was at work at the time, just standing around like, why the hell is everyone just on this boat watching the Super Bowl instead of in Miami? Oh, yeah. It was, it was packed. I, I got to leave work early that day because, uh. I was not going to make it home <laughs> if, I, if I had to be in that traffic, so. Um, let's 
No, I bet all your no no question is stupid. Oh no no, this is one that Nick and I wrote at like eleven thirty at night for me. Uh, for him, since he's in South America, I think it was like sometime in the morning for him. Like neither one of us had sleep. It was um. Who are your favorite directors that you've worked for? Marissa Lenti. Um, she was awesome. John Wang, which is another mentor of mine. Uh, I work with him and he's directed me before in several things. And yeah, he's awesome at what he does. Um, and I, honestly, I, I didn't have most of the other things I've done. The directors really didn't ask me too much. They're just like, hey, like, do the best you can. And that, and that was it. So. <laughs> My hair is like not working today. Oh, your hair is fine. <laughs> I'm just mostly trying to go down this list because my God, there is a there is a lot here. Um, oh, here's one uh, for vibrantly cool productions. Will there be even more stories with? Honey, once she gets her coffee shop, or is it just a one and done series, and you guys move on to the next project? So no, uh, we are definitely not going to just stop. Um, I think, uh, like anything in life, and my, one of my favorite movies is Tangled, and there's a scene where you know um, Rapunzel is scared because she just had her dream of seeing the lanterns fly. She goes, well, what do I do now? And Flynn Rider goes, well, you make a new dream. So um, I really wanted to, to bring that out and show people that just because you finish one goal does not mean it's the end and that's it. Because there's no, no credits going to come flying down when you finish your goal. You know what I mean? You just start a new goal. So um, when... Uh, Honey gets uh, the her cafe, which is not going to be in season one. It's not going to be in season two. Not going to be in season three. It's going to be really down the line. Because um, I hope to make a lot of seasons. I mean, the, the videos are like five to six minutes long anyway. So um, it's kind of a little bit fast paced. Because I want to uh, start something, finish it, and then go into the next, you know, like issue or problem or like just life. You know, having things come out. And so, um, at one point, she will be getting her her coffee shop. That's not a spoiler. I actually, in the first episode at the beginning, I say spoiler. You know, I do get my coffee shop. But after she gets her coffee shop, well, now you have problems that are going to happen inside your coffee shop. And, you know, life, life happens. Maybe someone gets pregnant. Maybe someone dies. Maybe someone gets married maybe someone robs the cafe i don't know so uh yeah we just gotta wait and see uh we're in this for the long haul um this is pretty much the only production i'm probably gonna work on um because i just want to see it through i don't want to put too much um too many things out and then have the issue where i'm just like trying to juggle so many different projects so i really want to give my all to one specific project and make sure that um, it can make the, uh, hopefully that it, it, 
it can resonate with someone in some way. So yeah. That's always a good thing to aim for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had like the fortitude to just do one thing, but ADD is a <laughs> terrible, terrible thing. Oh, I bet. I bet, yeah. But uh, just to try and shoot my own self in the foot real quick for this, I'm going to go to number 17 on this list where... Nick especially wanted me to ask you this, where if you're watching okay. this, Nick, I hope to God your son pees on you for this. Um, <laughs> uh, for all the time you spent with me and everyone else with uh, Riderscope Studios, uh, what could you share to people that are just like, what is behind those ivory coral walls that is the Cove Studios? Are these people good people? Are they monsters? We don't know what's going on behind that mystery veil. And I'm just sitting in the background eating Doritos like, what's up? I mean, you know, for the time that I've been with uh, the, the Cove and then pretty much um, even after, you know, um, moving and transferring out of it and just kind of like retweeting for them and doing everything, you know, I will say this, um, they're very much aware of, Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, they are very much aware of their actors. They really do care about you. Um, if per se, like my biggest problem, which is why I had to transfer out, was because um, I could not stick to the deadlines because I had so many other things going on, and it really wasn't fair to the team. So I did, you know, tell them, look, like I'm not going to be able to do it, but I'm going to be there for you. And then when you know, if my platter just kind of mellows out and uh, you know i'll come back in and things like that but they respond in less than 24 hours what people do especially if you're a voice actor going through like a lot of um working with a lot of different companies or a lot of different people in projects and stuff sometimes like i would send emails or i would send like a dm and it would take them like two and a half days to respond to me and then i had a deadline um so they're they're they're, they're uh you know within 24 hours there's so many different people that you can talk to and they all know the same exact thing so it's not like you go to like this person and they tell you something and this person they tell you something else that doesn't happen um and they're all very very sweet and v is an, a great person um and so are anybody else that i've talked to uh, in the cove they're nice i don't remember talking to nick um but nick if i've spoken to you i'm sorry i, I don't remember um and uh yeah i, I remember speaking to sharon Sharon and I speak to, I've spoken to, right? Uh, Sharon? Shannon. Shannon. <laughs> you know, I tried. I tried. Yeah. It's okay. If, if it makes you feel any better, you know, like my own mother doesn't even know my name. Like she calls me my sister's name. So, I mean, you know, I'm sorry, Shannon. You know, um... <laughs> Let's uh let's work on this. Okay, because obviously I am the problem. <laughs> like so remember I, I I I was interviewing um Andy Field and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like you're a part of Five Nights at Freddy's and he's like, Yeah, so he starts asking me questions about Five Nights at Freddy's and I have to be like never played or seen or heard of this. Um, I know about your other stuff, but not about this because it's scary. And he's just looking at me like, 
girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Oh my god. You know, this is just showing how ditzy I am. I don't remember I'm freaking like where I I worked of uh who who I worked for uh Brian for, for the subjects and then now I called her Sharon instead of Shannon. <sighs> Whatever. I tried. Yeah, she's great. Actually, I think I spoke her, to her more than you, which is funny. Because I remember your name more than her name. <laughs> uh, why isn't this beer? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, know. Alright, let's continue this before... Because I, I just keep digging my home. So... You know. Let's just hope nobody cancels me on Twitter when they see this. They're gonna be like, Yeti doesn't know anybody! Cancel! <laughs> Oh god. Uh, um let's see. Uh oh, this is definitely a me question right here. I can tell it's a me question because I was just trying to underline certain words. I think I was trying to be me seeing like could I research how to speak English better? Uh does not work. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Mamash. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> if there was something that you wanted to see happen for voice actors by the end of the uh, reverse Roaring Twenties, as everyone's calling it, because I think since we're starting off at the tail end of what the original 1920s was in 2020, where everything is terrible to then kind of climb up to be in the upward where everyone's prospering type of a fiasco what do you want to see done for the entertainment industry by the end of the reverse 20s you know i don't know if it's gonna happen for the end of the reverse 20s i really hope that this is something that we continue to strive for because i've seen it happening um but i would like to see a lot more productions one um have diversity but not make it feel like it's forced diversity because i've seen that a lot you know and i'm not trying to bash any any production or anything but like you know a a diverse cast that makes sense um and it's not just like oh i'm gonna throw in an asian or i'm gonna throw in a hispanic i'm gonna throw in a black guy you know like like i i think that we should definitely work on making diverse characters that make sense and, you know, and that really, you know, that the voice actor who voices them embodies them. Um, and that's something that I see happening little by little. And it makes me really happy um, because I feel like we need it more. Making characters diverse, but that don't fall into this, like, ridiculous stereotype. For example, you know, a lot of the times you see, like, Hispanic um you know, I, I can talk about this because I'm uh, I'm Cuban. You see a lot of uh, Hispanic, um, what's it called, characters come out and they want you to have an, a Hispanic accent. And I do have an accent coming from Miami, but at the same time, like, I don't always talk like this. And I don't always have, like, an attitude when I talk because this is not just Hispanic people. Like, and that's what they look for. So it's very, it's very annoying to me to, to think, um that a production company needs to have their character who is already diverse have to be this 
stereotype, for example, like another one. And I'm saying this because with Coffee with Honey, I do have a diverse cast and now comes character Darian. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, but um, one of the one of the leads is uh, Max Wong, which is voiced by Eddie, Eddie Young. And um, he's great, by the way. And, um, you know, like, a really big thing that a lot of, like, Asian characters have. One, they always have that one, like, colored hair, which makes no sense to me because I don't know where that started. And secondly, like, they're either, like, always smart or they have, like, these, like, um, I think it's called tiger parents for them. Or, like, helicopter parents. I always tell them, like, oh, you need to, you know, be studious. Yeah. Like, that to me is so overly used and it doesn't make sense. Because, you know, for example, my boyfriend, Alex, he is Chinese. His parents let him do whatever he wants. And, you know, like, he's enjoying his life. Yes, he, he he's, you know, good in some academics. He's not good when he was a C student. You know, like, he's um, more street smart than book smart. And that doesn't make him any less Asian. Like, just because I'm Hispanic, you know... I don't have, like, a very, like, crazy accent. It doesn't make me less Hispanic, you know? Like, it's it, there's a lot of things that I'm noticing now that they're working towards. And I'm really proud of that. And I hope that that continues. And I'm also, um, you know, hoping that um, a lot of stories stop using women having, like, very, very, like, abusive, traumatic, like, like, I'm talking about, like, crazy stories just for character development. You know, and, you know, I, I'm not trying to call... I don't want to call the kettle black because in Coffee with Honey, there is um, some sort of... Um, not... Tra- I wouldn't say trauma. Well, it was traumatic for me. But, I mean, it, it was... It's um, more about um, manipulation. Um which- um, and that is something that did happen to me. And that was the first thing that I wanted to showcase in Coffee with Honey. But that's not what it's about. And like my character, uh, Ashley, who uh, is played by Sarah Ruth. And she's also awesome. And does a great job handling it. And so does Michael Malconian. He is playing Roger. Excuse me. And he's doing a great part of it. But what I'm trying to say is that like you can have something that's like very serious happened but it doesn't have to be to a degree where like like for example like every every female character like somehow is like beaten or raped or like has like this like terrible like traumatic experience like all their parents are dead or like like it's just why people can there are so many other bad things that are more you know that are that are common and that people can you know like like swallow and there 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 can be sort of um like you can learn from this but you don't need to go through such traumatic events to grow you can grow through other type of trauma and and we should showcase all of it because it's not all about the ones that i talked about there's other types of you know like very serious situations in life that happen that can change you and um i think that's what I'm hoping to see in the next um, the next year, just like more diversity and less girls getting shit on for everything. Because it makes no sense. So yeah, that's it. I feel like that's why you were angry with me when you were reading that one script where you were the pregnant. Lady. I wasn't angry. 
I wasn't angry, you know, like it's, it, 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 it's nothing about being angry. It's just, it, it's a breath of fresh air sometimes to see something that's not a common trope. That's the word. Cause it is, it's like a trope nowadays. And it's like, ah, find something else, you know, like. There's so many bad things in the world. We should not just focus on these two items. Like, there's other things. So, yeah. I know, but you were just, like, super angry with me when you were reading the script. It's like, wait a minute. I'm pregnant with a hot husband, and now I'm dead? How dare you? <laughs> I was like, Yanny, honey, do you not know what I'm trying to do for setup here? I'm not trying to make a happy story. It's like, I know, but the D... <laughs> yeah you did tell me i could tell you how i felt about the script you know if we're gonna if we're gonna start pointing fingers <laughs> i know but that day will always be in my head just like yenny is upset she's not getting the fictional d anymore all right then um <laughs> meanwhile in another script she's getting it constantly but she complained about that part um no <laughs> anyway, um, I could keep going down this list, but since Cove Club is a thing, I like to do like a whole uh, push and pull thing. I'm gonna just turn the tables a little bit in your direction, Yenny, where if you wanna take the reins as host for a little bit, you can, and then just twist the table back my way. Well, uh, I don't know what that means, but if you want me to go ahead and ask you some questions about Code Club, then that can work. Yeah, sure. Like, tell it's me. Kind, it's kind of All like right, where I go to actors, I ask them stuff. I'm also like, maybe they have questions they want to ask. Like, sometimes I know some things that they don't. They're curious. So that's what flipping the tables means in this show. Like, not everyone's ex excluded from getting, que from getting questions asked for them. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the productions that are, and the pieces that are going to come out next year. Because 2021's around the corner. I, I know, and I'm, I'm not ready. Um, <laughs> uh, for the biggest thing that I know is coming out in 2021, because by that time we're going to be gearing up to get our own LLC for everything. Nice. 2022. I am, I'm not looking forward to that amount of paperwork, though, but I'm excited. Um, the big thing is the show that, if you guys haven't seen the preview for already, um, it's a show called Crescendo. It has been in the works since 2018, with almost the entire first season completely written out. I've got the season finale still being typed up today where I'm still trying to get everything perfect because this is a big series, like almost feature length film rate where everything feels like a short film in its entirety, where everything's just going to be so large. I don't know if I can get every single episode out in 2021, but like maybe treat it like it's Team Four Star with Helsing Ultimate Abridge where every year you get an installment or every you get two installments. That way it can be paced out more and more with everything since it's that huge. Um, aside from that, we're gonna be trying to showcase some more stuff because uh, I was talking to some of the people like Shannon and Laurel 
and uh, Riku about doing some Spotify exclusive stuff here and there where we might be making some exclusive stuff where if you guys like it on the YouTube page, then we're going to transfer those to the Spotify stuff. That way you guys get those exclusives when you're on the run or if you're on a boat or you're just done and your partner wasn't that satisfying so you're just trying to listen to something to pass the time until they're um, ready to leave your apartment. Steve. Um, just so many things on that regard, plus more stuff of Veiled Garden, Lost Tides, maybe finally getting Mosaic Ink out because COVID-19 has been terrible for everyone in the studio. So many depressed people and so many people in the ERs and whatnot. Yeah, it's, uh, let me, let me tell you that COVID-19 kind of has, uh, backtracked a lot of people in a lot of ways. Um, <clears throat> we've talked about it before, how, like, you know, you're stuck in four walls and, you know, your thoughts get to you and things like that. So it, so it does become a little bit difficult, um, which is why I think it's so, um, imperative that, that production companies kind of, like, push out their projects and stuff so that people have something to do and people have something to kind of like take their mind off of other things and focus on this. So, um, I mean, like I finished five seasons of Lucifer in like less than a month, <laughs> you know? And then now I'm, I'm watching princess way young on Netflix. I'm like, Oh my God, I love it. So, I mean, you know, um, there's a lot of, things and games too like paper mario is now all i play a lot of people are on animal crossing a lot of people are listening to a, a, a lot more audio dramas um and playing a lot more games so i think um this this is it, it has its good and its bads i guess um some of us are able to spend more time with our family um some of us are spending time with her family. So, I mean, like I said, it's a good and a bad thing this year. But um, hopefully 2021 will be a new era. We can only hope. Yes, we can. Yeah, I mean, um, besides that, um, what are your favorite... Um, which ones are your favorite characters of both Crescendo and Lost Tides? Oh my god. Uh, this, is, this is hard. Um, if I were to just do stuff of Lost Tides, um, one of my favorites is every time I try to do the next couple episodes for like scripting purposes, I'm always just like, Yenny's character of Rhiannon was one of my favorites because it's a very interesting female character like in life she was this very powerful very in your face of if you don't like me i will fucking destroy you if you ruin my life type of lady mm -hmm. but also very sweet like i will be the perfect partner but if you cheat on me i am ripping your genitals off sounds about right <laughs> Like, all of that, and when Yenny was doing the voice for her, I was just like, this feels too perfect. Like, I could see Yenny being this fierce of a person if she had, like, no <laughs> restraints whatsoever. Maybe if I had no morals. If you maybe. had, like, no morals, maybe. 
Maybe. Yeah. But the same- Anybody else from, uh, Oh, oh, I was, I was still gushing about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop. Focus on other people. I'm not there anymore. Okay, fine. Fine. Uh, other than uh, Rianon, uh, probably Faust as a villain from uh, Lost Heights is my favorite since in every other show I've done where it's like they're methodical but they're also hidden where you just don't know who the real bad guy is. You just see, like, these seed-for-seed villains. Faust is just in your face of, like, he's creepy, he commands people that come straight from H.P. Lovecraft's writing, he reads the Necronomicon for fun. The book that's apparently supposed to drive you insane, this man reads this as, like, it's a bedtime story of, like, and then when the flesh is ripped apart from your very atoms... You can then embrace the eternity that is the nothingness void. And then when Zaijin does it and cranks it up to an 11 with the creep factor, I'm just like, Sir, um, why are you like this? He's like, what are you talking about? I like doing creepy characters. I'm like, yes, but this is an 11 on the creepometer. <laughs> Let me tell you that that name is also just such a great name that you came up with, Faust. I like it good i had to remember that because um fun fact about me before i ever was doing stuff more permanently for voice acting i had this one team where my friend edward when he was just bored making uh sex bots for money since he has a 213 iq and just gets paid by the government Um, He was like, let's just run this YouTube channel, and for a 50,000 subscriber special, I had to read parts of uh, Faust's whole thing in Arabic by doing the entire, uh, I think, the diatribe of Mephistopheles, all in Arabic. I had to learn it within three days and then record it to then send off to him in Europe for him to then release it. I wish he still had the copy, but... God That's insane. Like, you come out with some of the craziest stories I've ever seen. First, le- yesterday I found out you, like, birthed a child, like, assisted in birthing a child in a wagon. Today I hear that you, like, do Arabic videos. I'm like, there. I always learn something new. <laughs> it was only the one. After that, I was just like, I can't remember anything after yesterday. What happened, Jade? She's like, you spoke Arabic for, like, seven hours. That's funny. That's funny. Um, then the other favorite character I have for uh, Lost Ties is not released yet, but it's voiced by my buddy Catelyn Dans. Um, <gasps> I love her. She's also going to be <laughs> something uh, spicy and uh, coffee with her. Cat is just everywhere because everyone loves Cat. It's like Everyone loves Sarah. Everyone loves Yenny. If you don't love these people, what is wrong with you? I'm kidding. Maybe. Uh, uh, But her character, like she's talked about when she had her own Cove Club episode, is is a supporting character, but also a very powerful one. Like, she'll beat sense into you, but also teach you lessons about how to be a stronger uh, protagonist or be that one, like that mentor character from Shonen anime that 
has already had their adventures and is just too overpowered to be a main character anymore. Right. Yami from Black Clover. Um, fucking COVID-19 had me watching Black Clover on, like, a loop for, like, two years. <laughs> um, and for all the stuff I have in the works for her where there's going to be more development for her character in that light, I just feel a lot of attachment to those three characters because it's just from three people I didn't expect to blow me out of the water so fast. Like, Yenny, you already know I, I've adored you for like the last two years in our friendship for like the stuff you do on a professional level, but when it's on like the whole I can talk to you enough to where I can see you as the person you are, where you're very, very right. free-loving, but also very stern and serious. When you get into that act, <laughs> now I'm like, yeah. girl, this is yeah. why our friendship is interesting. I will look at you just like, let's go get some mojitos. And you're like, yes. Then you're in the booth. I'm like, goddamn. Sometimes you have to, um, I think it's very important to, uh, especially um, in this community, um, in any, you know what? No, I'll take that back. It's especially just in life in general. I mean, you need to know um, serious time. And um, definitely um, for the latter, I feel like it's very important um, to not let things get to you and to not um, allow um, mistakes that can pretty much, you know, like hinder you from moving forward happen. We all make some mistakes, but um, it's up to you to decide what type of mistakes you want to make. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that being serious in when it comes to delivering of lines, when it comes to working with people, when it comes to talking with people, um, uh, we are in, our, our community can be very rocky because, um, there's a lot of drama that ensues from that, uh, from, from our community. And, um, we go through this like roller coaster where it's like, we're very good. And then like, we have like a shit show on Twitter for a whole and um I've come to realize that you need to be very careful with the words that you say how you say them and really focus on your focus on you focus on your work you know like that's the best way to, to put it you, you really need to focus on making yourself better instead of sitting down and just wallowing in whatever dramas ensuing or like being a part of like some type of drama don't do any of that you know just march on your very way up your bo staircase and um that's about it she's like <laughs> making faces back there <laughs> just like mom it's my time to shine what are you doing she's like just like sleeping too she's just i don't know what she's doing she's being silly she is. She's so sassy. Um, oh, I never, I never gave the answer to the crescendo part of your question. I am so sorry. Yeah. Yes. Um, on a personal note, I have to say I like the main character that's going to come out since anyone that has worked for the studio knows I only do two roles specifically because they're based off of these sons I lost in uh, complications in childbirth from my ex at the time. Where, like, the first one was from a, a kid I didn't even remember at the time, but then at the time we broke up, Jade is just like, we lost three kids together. I'm like, 
what? Oh my oh, goodness. Oh, we lost two. It's like, no, remember, we were on our way to New Delhi to do some stuff. The things kids should not be doing at the age of 14. And then all of a sudden, she's just like, we lost the kid. And I was apparently high off my gourd, just like, whoa, that's, um, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry for your loss. Things happen, Yanny. It's fine. But, uh, from there, I've made, like, two of my uh, main characters from this whole big thing where from the flagship show we made of Let's Do Artists based off the sun, I didn't remember. So, wherever right. you are, my boy, I am sorry. Um, and the one for Crescendo is of the one I... There's a lot with me where these past traumas kind of just come into flux. Like, every August 24th to 25th, I kind of hear him and his sister talking to me. Like, even in broad daylight, I'll just be walking and I all of a sudden just hear them just be like, Dad! And I just see little Sky and little Ileana and then everyone's just like, What is, what's going on, bro? Why are you just looking like you staring off into space? It's like, I'm not, I'm just having a moment. Uh, that got dark. Oh. It's okay. Uh, second one, I'd probably have to say the character that, um, my buddy Meliora voiced of Adam, because it's like, kind of like a weird package deal when it comes to Mel and her voices, where with Adam, along with his uh, fav favorite best friend of Friday, where you guys are going to meet them probably in a couple episodes when we're in full-blown production. They're just very interesting about how the main plot could be, the entire world could be at stake, but they're just like, we need to go to the zoo and rob them <laughs> of their lions and tigers and maybe a panther. Because that's important. Yeah, that's their whole focus. Like, we could focus on this, but the carnival's in town, and there's a two-headed jaguar. I like it. It's, it's <laughs> just so beautiful. Um, and then the last one, again, a role that uh, Yenny plays. I can't escape how Yenny plays some of my favorite characters. It's, oh, jeez. Um... It's a character where she was born in, like, a very rough spot, but also raised by her aunt to be a huntress that also killed people for money. Oh, I remember this. Yes. And then afterwards, she just became a, sing a single lady who don't need no man, raising her own uh, deaf child. And from there, it just became so much more for me, where whenever we can help Yeni gets some more stuff off of her plate and just give her like the biggest paycheck of her life of just like this is what you deserve take the money don't give us back the paycheck you deserve this money um I would love to have Yeni come back for like all the stuff I have in store for her when I start writing the other seasons cause that character for me was just a nice breath of fresh air to revisit 
rework and then make her so much more than just the whole she's a female character to further the plot about a man and now it's just she's a character that's very badass and can be there <laughs> for the man but has her own story that makes her even more fascinating I'll, I like that <laughs> I like that <laughs> Uh, so, uh, those are my favorites from those two shows. Alright, alright. I don't know what else to ask you. <laughs> I don't know what else to ask you! Then I'll just, I'm, um... I'll just why don't we, we... flip the table back my way to ask you more questions. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I have about, like, 30 minutes left. Before someone starts calling me saying, I'm on my way home! (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, I'll just shorten it to these last two questions so you can be all mentally prepared to talk to the love of your life. Um, The next to last question I can ask here is, who are, like, your favorite connections that you've made since entering the world of acting? Oh my god, there's like 70,000. <laughs> First and foremost, um, my number one forever, Tony Weiss. He's the one that pretty much dragged me into voice acting, especially after everything happened with my ex, which you will find out through Honey and Coffee with Honey. Um, because of him, you know, I am where I am today, and I never forget that. Never forget your roots guys never forget where you come from and who helped you get there um it is not a stairway that you step on people it is a stairway where people give you a hand you take it and then you offer a hand so um aside from that afterwards um out of a whim crazy me tweeting out to the world saying hey i'm going to the voiceover conference uh does anybody want to be my roommate and in comes Sarah Ruth, and never in a million years did I think that um, I would meet someone who just became like my best friend. Because that's what she is. She is my best friend. Um, we talk all the time. I'm going to Texas in March, finally, so that I can see her because it's been a year and a half, almost two. Um, and she is such a great confidant, and I love her so much. Um, third would have to be John. Um, he's like an older brother to me. Um, I was, I went up to Canada to be with him. He is an amazing boss, an amazing director, and an amazing friend too. Um, he's also like super psyched for me to get married because he wants like another Chinese wedding. So like, waiting on Alex to that wedding. (laughs) So, um, uh, after that, I, uh, Tarn, um, you know, I also, there's just so many people. Christian O'Boyle is so sweet. I, I love his wife and his daughter, Matt, um, and his girlfriend, no, fiance, Cornelia. She's so amazing. Um, I mean, just, there's so many people that have made such a big impact in my life and, and that they make me smile all the time. Minton is super nice. I love him with all my heart. Um, you know, Bell Rusop, he is amazing at who does uh, what he does, and you will see him very soon. 
And um, recently, um, I've been getting closer because he he voices Max, which derives from Alex. Um, Eddie Young, he's so cool. But he also freaks me out because him and Alex are like the same person. So it's kind of like weird because I'm like, I I can't be annoyed by two people at once. Because like the the biggest thing, like he is exactly like Alex. Like they both watch the Monkey King. They both have like the same type of like freaking like jokes. And I'm just like, because like a big thing is that the way I say I love you through my brain, you annoy me so much. <laughs> like when I see him and Eddie, I'm like, oh my god, it's the same person. Like, how did this? This is great casting, but <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, there's so many wonderful people. So many, so many wonderful. Oh, and also Ruka, last but not least, she's such a sweetheart. I love her, and um, yeah, I, I, there's there's so many. I, I talk to a lot of people, um, but um, you know. Very, very, very talented people. Oh, my God. Last but not least. Okay, one more. One more. Amanda. Amanda Huford. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. And then, like, all the way to the top of this list again is Erica. She's not a voice actress, but she's um, uh, the artist for the show. And I absolutely love her to death. Um, she's so... We're, uh, we started off as just, you know, like, person asking for artwork. Her to then just, like, we text each other and hope we have to send each other voice notes and stuff. And, yeah, I love her and her boyfriend, Eddie, a lot, too. So, yeah, okay. And no more because I'm just going to go down the list of amazing people and it's never going to end. Oh, my God. Here's another one. Mista, Nancy, excuse me, and Anthony from Center Stage. They're the ones that really kicked off with me. We hope to start Center Stage again. Oh, you see, I told you, don't, don't ask me this question because I have so many people that I love. This is hard, and obviously you, like, I didn't even say your name, like, oh, God, you know what I'm saying? And look, Shannon, that's a, whatever, the Shannon, too, now I know her name, it's not Sharon, Shannon, so, <laughs> just the list goes on. I was just sitting here like, Yanny has known a lot of people, I don't know if she can just narrow it down to just a simple list. I can't, I can't, it's so hard. It's so hard because I think everybody is um, has something so monumentally good about them um, that I've met. You know, very lucky and very, uh, you know, that that I've, you know, seen going up. You know, going towards my path of voice acting and content creation and stuff. So yeah, they're they're all such wonderful people, and there's so many people out there that's great. So I again, you know. Um, it is not about stepping on people. It is about holding out your hand and helping people come with you. So, yeah. All true. Um, <sighs> last question we're going to be asking, because if you guys don't know, I'm my own personal, I'm my own personal YouTube thing. I'm going to be interviewing uh, Yenny and the entire cast and crew of Coffee with Honey when season one is over, because I made a promise during my review, that when season one is over, we'd be talking to the whole cast once I review oh my the God. entire first season. That's gonna be difficult because Eddie. Um, so this is oh my God. Let's see. Let's see how that works. That that's gonna be funny. I don't think we're probably gonna get the whole cast and crew together. I don't, but we can try. We can try. We can try. Like we got a couple. Yeah, I'm hoping to, to do go. that too. We, we got a couple episodes to go before that happens. <laughs> Oh my god, we have several. Uh, season one has ten episodes, 
So yeah, we got time. We got time. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this final question is just one that Nick and his wife Moira were kind of just wondering because she wanted to ask this question when it was like midnight. Um. Midnight. Oh, okay. Well, midnight for me, for them, was like about to be five in the morning. Um, oh Jesus! Yeah, we're all we're all night owls that have insomnia. Uh, <laughs> their main question was for everything that has transpired, and this is like a personal question for all of you guys watching this. Uh, for like all of the years that have transpired between you and I, do you think that? Our friendship has grown into something more organic, or do you believe that over time it will erode because of how different we are? That's such a silly question. <laughs> like, that's like asking, like, do you think, are you going to be my friend in, like, a year? Like, so, um, I don't know how to answer this, but, um, this reminds me of in kindergarten, we used to be like, are you my friend? Um, it's just the random thing uh, that just popped up and I added to the list because, again, midnight, I'm, I'm supposed to be in bed, but I'm like, alright, can I put this on? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't think that is, um, uh, see, okay, so first of all, we never know what happens in the future, um, but quite frankly, I don't think that because someone is different from someone else doesn't mean that they can't have a relationship in some way, shape, or form. For example, Sarah camps and tries to try, has tried to have me camp. She's gonna make fun of me when she sees if she if she like listens to this. She she wants to take me camping and like she she you know tried to like get me into it and I am a city girl. Um, that is definitely there is no camping in Miami, let alone like. Florida, like South Florida, the only camping you can do is like go to like um, the swamp area and then you might like get attacked by an alligator or a crocodile. So I mean like that's like I don't know what that is. Like I like I cannot my camping has to be like in a camper with a shower and a cook stuff. Like like if you try to burn fish for me to eat, I'm, I'm going to have an attack, you know, but that's that's me. But we are different, but we all things alike. And I don't think that our friendship can totally be based on just because we're different. Same thing goes um, with John and Tony. John and Tony are dads. I have absolutely no idea about a kid. And a lot of the times, you know, they're focused on their family more than I am. Because my family is a bunch of fur babies and my boyfriend. Um, but that doesn't mean that in a few years, we're going to stop talking. So um, definitely... Uh, Although I do not know the future, I don't think I would stop talking to anybody just because they're different from me, nor could I possibly even try to assume that or like think that a friendship would erode. Um, I would definitely more than likely uh, continue my friendships until the very end. I mean, sometimes, you know, with life, I've had very, very good friends and, you know, time passes and you, you kind of move on and you're not as talking to them as much. You know, for example... Tony and I and John and I, we used to talk 24-7 and, you know, change people, move on to different things. Work gets harder in real life. Voice acting gets, you know, more. But that doesn't mean that we're not friends anymore. And that doesn't mean that I continue to talk about them and to uplift them because I think they're such great humans. So, I mean, just because you don't talk to someone every day or 
continuously stop talking to them doesn't mean you just can't go back and be like yo what's up it's been like two months let's chat you know like so um for that question i i i don't really like that question i don't think that that <laughs> i don't that's such a silly question to me of course they're gonna be friends <laughs> yeah again that was like a midnight for me 5 a.m for them i'm just like can i please go to sleep it's like one more it's like <laughs> Why did you name me your, your kid's godfather? Okay, final question, you sons of bitches. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, guys, that has been this episode of Cove Club, where for anyone that's gonna be wondering, like, from these stupid questions, the lion founder, what is them? Guys, you should know, I'm forever gonna love Yenny. If two years uh -huh. of knowing me hasn't had her be like, bitch, you insane. I can't be, be around you no more. Of course, that's going to be one of my homies for life. I'd do anything <laughs> for Yenny. If Yenny all of a sudden called me up saying, hey, I need some money to try and send no. down a vacation, me. I'd be like, bruh, how much money you need? No, no, no. <laughs> but Some you know I would do that, though. That's why you're laughing. Ay, ay, ay. Well, yes, thank you so much for having me be a part of this show. I really enjoyed spending time with you and um, learning about Cove Studios as well as being able to talk about coffee with honey. Let me just put it out there. Anybody who hasn't seen it already, uh, you can follow uh, us on Twitter at Vibrantly Cool or at YennyNVO, which is mine because um, I retweet everything that I post on Vibrantly Cool. Um, the first episode is out. Every episode is going to come out every Saturday. Um, and it will go on until October 26th. And then on October 30th, we have our Halloween special coming out. And it'll be very spooky. And after that, we're going to go on a small hiatus. Um, it shouldn't be too long. And then we're going to finish off season one. And depending on how it goes, well, incoming season two. So, yeah. All of you guys, they're just like, I'm too lazy to tap. Don't worry, we got you. In the description below, we have all that sort of stuff. Plus, if you want to help to make sure that our own productions can get on that same high tier as everything with Vibrantly Cool, so we can just... I wouldn't say high that. tier. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta end up being just as good as, as our fellow indie studios. Make sure you guys check us out on not only our Patreon, but our Ko-fi as well. Hell, a dollar a month goes a very, very long way. Very no long. Yeah. Um, and other than that, guys, just look forward to everything that we have coming up for October, where I am probably not going to sleep a wink from everything we're going to be doing on twitch.tv forward slash Riderscope Studios, or the other stuff we're going to be doing, like a re-release of our Monster series, the season two premiere of our flagship show, or episode three of Lost Tides with Yenny and Yay! Yay! We have so much going on, and I'm like, what is sleep anymore, Yenny? I don't know it either. <laughs> I don't know it either. <laughs> but, uh. Um, Thank you so much again. No problem, Yenny. Uh, next episode we're gonna have for Cove Club that's not about any of our VAs. We're probably gonna see if we can get 
Amanda Huford or maybe Sarah Ruth Thomas. I don't know. We're going to see who we can get. If not, we're going to be looking at the entire cast of uh, Lost Tides little by little. But uh, we going to get there. So I've, of course, been the Lion Founder. And my guest today has been Yenny Ann voiceover or just Yenny Ann if you want to just be a little bit more risque with it. And... <laughs> I had to be silly. You should know this. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys on our own collective platforms next time. Alright, bye bye. Vegas, feel the bombs that's running down your spine. Right on time.